2: SIFPA podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, we're letting out our magic so it doesn't hurt anyone else. It's SIFPA. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Mixlr every Friday or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons
0: get those perks!
2: Patrons get those perks! Maren Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. I'm joined uh, every week by Andrew Ormsby from Flick Freaks. Ahoy! Every week we'll also be joined by a pop culture guru to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And today's guru, it's
3: Devon Taylor from Jesus Live YouTube! Woo! What's up, everybody? It's your boy Devon Taylor here, aka Jesus, and I am super excited to be here with Sif Pop again. Welcome back, man. Glad to have you. How's life been since then? Uh, It's been good. Been good. Really busy. uh, Just working a lot, and then I've been. Uh, working on my channel. I'm gonna be uh, kind of revamping it, and then I have a podcast coming. So I've been oh, nice. very busy
0: lately. Seeing those movies.
3: We yes. will be. Uh, I'm sure we'll be chatting about that uh, a little bit later. When you
2: let people know kind of where they can find you, I- I'm excited to hear about the podcast for sure. Because um, I don't know if you know this, but I do podcasts too. Yes. Yeah, mm. My friend Andrew and I we do one called Sif Pop. What?
0: Yes. Not the best. I've heard- <laughs>
2: I've <laughs> heard good reviews. I <laughs> yeah. appreciate that. Well, we're going to have a fun show today. Uh, we got a lot to get to. It's a movie catch-up week on Sif Pop. So we've got three movies we're going to review together, and uh, they
0: are... Hopefully, we can give every single one of them their due diligence and a discussion.
2: In Order, Fantastic Beasts, Arrival, and Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. So we're going to talk about those three movies and, of course, do some buried treasure at the end. But first,
0: tell us... Do we care, Andrew? Every single week, we have a Do We Care segment of the podcast where we go over what is going on in the entertainment industry. I ask these guys three topics. They tell me if they care or not, and then if we do, we go into a further discussion. Number one. All right, what do we got? Robert Redford, Oscar winner and actor of over 79 films, has announced he is retiring from acting. Do we care? Absolutely, I care. One of the most... Infamous actors of all time does saying it, he's done acting. I don't know about directing or anything like that. Does this mean he's, like,
2: unhealthy? Like, I, like it's hard for me to understand why somebody retires from acting.
0: Well, Gene Hackman retired from acting, and he's still kicking around. Yeah. Sean Connery. Sean Connery as well. It just seems like if the right project comes along, they'll mm-hmm. all be
2: back in front of the yeah. like they'll, You know what I mean? Like, it, acting is something you can do till the day you die. Like, it doesn't seem like something you need to retire from. Yeah. So, so my, I guess my question is, why make
0: an announcement like
2: that, you know?
0: I think that whenever you're an actor in the upper echelon like Robert Redford or mm-hmm. Sean Connery or Gene Hackman, that is noteworthy whenever you say that this is not going to happen anymore. Yeah. So I get why the announcement was made, and I'm a little upset by it because <laughs> I think that he has some many, many more great performances like uh i think the last one you and i saw him in was pete's dragon and he was great in yeah he was dragon. great in
2: pete's dragon and he's he did that um what was the movie where he was lost at sea uh um, that was redford wasn't it that was redford um, and the movie yeah. was not good I, I, think, I loved that movie i thought that movie was great
0: uh you didn't like it at all why i just didn't buy or i bought into it it's just it was boring for me just because there was no uh, dialogue
2: there was no script
0: well it's he's the only one in the movie there is no dialogue cause right there's nobody for him to talk right. to there that's why no, i loved it there was no volleyball or anything or <laughs> anything like that but uh it just seemed like a uh what were what they called an, an instructive guide or like on how to survive at sea like i was listening to a uh a public service announcement that just happened to star Robert Redford if your if if your sailboat cel- breaks down this is what you do
2: like, except for he didn't say that stuff he just acted it i mean he just did it
0: i know and it, i just i wasn't a fan but um this is going to drive me crazy it's not man in the sea or anything like that it seems
3: like it's lost at
2: sea or something, something simple lost. like that
0: yeah Robert. lost
3: at sea i think lost at sea I mean, Uh, I can just do
2: a search for Robert Redford movies.
3: Redford is a class act, and um, I think also, though, you know, it's still a business, and this could be, like, maybe a marketing thing, because you never know, you know, you say you're retiring, then that's going to get a little buzz about you, so.
2: Yeah, I just, I I find retiring from acting to be an interesting (laughs) proposition. It's not like, you know, Jordan, you know, or an athlete who gets older and they you know they can't keep up you can be give amazing performances Somebody said jack
3: nicholson said he yeah. was technically retired before the <clears throat> departed so oh, really
2: so yeah so i i think if the right project comes along that you know you can you can still come back he was also just in a walk in the woods like last year yeah um so and i didn't that wasn't one of my favorites but he's he's doing good work yeah um The Natural, by the way, my favorite Robert Redford movie. Butch Cassidy and Sundance. There you go. Devon? Butch Cassidy would be my favorite I'm
0: outvoted. (laughs) What's next? All right. Tom Holland, our newest Spider-Man, has been signed on for six Marvel films. Bravo! So we're not going to be switching up to a new (laughs) Spider-Man every third movie now, it turns out. I mean, I think it's smart. You don't know.
2: Garfield was signed for several more than he did, so... Was he? Oh, yeah. You can always stop making them, even if you have the actor signed on. But, yeah. yeah.
3: I think so, it's smart. And they uh, they also said the way it's broken out, it's, it's uh, three feature films and then three cameos. So it's like, you know, they can be picky and choosy on how they use him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't get too much of them, but we still get, you know, Spider Man.
2: Yeah. And, and the cameos in the Marvel films aren't really cameos either. They're, I mean, they're. That
3: could be an end credit scene, if anything.
2: Yeah. But I just, yeah. I mean, like, you know, you could call his. His thing in Civil War, a cameo technically, but I mean he's a big part of the movie. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I love the way Marvel does, you know, inner you know weaves their characters. I think it's great.
0: Well, whenever you have Spider Man, the most famous Marvel character in history, I think that a cameo is going to be a little bit more than a cameo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Well, I gotta say,
2: I loved him in Civil War, so oh, I, was I, great. I think... Yeah. He
0: is now my official favorite uh, Spider-Man, Tom yeah, Holland. I'd, I'd go with that, although I gotta be honest, oh, I, I've liked I all three of them. I can't say it
2: yet. No. Yeah. I, I actually really liked all three of them. Even they, Tobey Maguire, I really Toby liked. Tobey
0: Maguire is my those, Spider-Man Those still. movies don't hold up. I went back and I tried to rewatch <laughs> really? them. They do not, not hold up. Not even Spider-Man 2. no. Uh, with, Spider-Man uh, 2 is a good movie.
3: Spider-Man 2 is a really good movie.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, don't uh, out of the 3 Tobey Maguire's I think it's the best one, but still it's not, I think they it's, hold not up. it's not it's nah, not okay. discussion for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's yeah. what we do, man. Six more uh three quote unquote cameos and three actual. So we have Spider-Man Homecoming not coming out next year or 2018. No, it's 2017. It's 2017. 2017 yeah. Okay, so yeah. We're going to get to see what Tom Holland can do with a full-length feature film, if he can pull it off.
2: And what Marvel can do being more involved in a Spider-Man movie now that Sony has teamed you know, back up with them. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting for sure.
0: Exactly.
3: And interesting news that uh, I think it was either yesterday, Um, apparently the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer will be um, in front of uh, the Rogue One. Really? So we'll be getting a Spider-Man trailer in December, it looks like. Ooh. That's good. Cool. Good news for people who watch trailers.
0: Yeah. good news for of the I three know. people in this room. I think,
3: I think I think Marvel I can get away with watching trailers and not like get spoiled too much by it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, all what's else?
0: Right. What else you got? Number 3. Hollywood has finally cast the actor who will be portraying Freddie Mercury in the biopic Bohemian Rhapsody. The actor under pressure is the star of USA's Mr. Robot, Rami Malek. Saw that. I saw I see
3: it's what perfect you Perfect choice. There. Yeah. I'm I was I was uh, very deeply saddened when Sasha Baron Cohen backed out of it and would have been a great choice as uh, well. He was. He he looks would have been so much perfect. like Freddie Mercury and he can sing too and that's what worries me. I don't know if Rami Malek can sing. Yeah. I know he's got the acting chops. He's incredible. I love Rami Malek but you know, can he sing, or are they have somebody else sing for him? I'm sure they, I'm sure they had him
2: sing before they came him mean, the part, I'd, Right? I'd like, assume, I can't imagine. I'd
3: assume, but either yeah. that
2: or they'll have a vocal, you know, vocal double or something. A dub
0: on him. Uh, Queen is one of my favorite bands of all time, and uh, Freddie Mercury is like. One of the most amazing people in history for me. One of my favorite historical figures.
2: One of my uh, friends that I've met through my radio gig was a singer for a Christian band called Down Here. His name is Mark Martell, and he had a video blow up uh, online like a couple years ago with him doing um, one of the Queen songs for the Queen Extravaganza. He sings lead now for Queen Extravaganza band, like the tribute band. Mm. And he got like, you know... 20 million views or whatever because he sounds just like it was just based on vocal ability and prowess. Huh. He would be playing Freddie Mercury in this movie, but just I'm sure there's. It. I'm, yeah. di- I'm sure there's. Well, he kind of looks like it. I mean, he has. <laughs> in order to sound that much like somebody, you kind of have to have the same facial structure because of the way you know you make noises. Yeah. Um. But I just don't know that he's a great actor. So you know, you can't. You kind of have to have uh, a combination. Hey, of, shout of him both. out.
3: He can dub for Rami Malek. There we go. There you go. So he can do the voice. Get dub. on it, Hollywood.
2: Yeah, I'd, I highly encourage you to uh, check out any of Mark Martell's Queen videos because he's
0: incredible. Well, I'm gonna do it.
2: At uh, Imitating Freddie,
0: So is that what you got for Do We Care? Those are the th- And we cared about every single one of them, it turns out. Yeah, we out. did. All
2: right. Good news week. Woo. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff coming out. I mean, I, I think the uh, motion picture industry is excited to get to 2017 because 2016 has been a really down year for movies.
0: Yeah, I think all the big blockbusters, especially the DC ones, they just did not deliver. Yeah. so It's been
3: a fantastic year for indies, though, mm-hmm. So and that, that evens it back out for me for this year. So I wouldn't say it's a particularly great year, but it hasn't been a down year either because the indies have been in the horror movies this year have been just blowing me away that's true and the year is always backloaded with amazing movies because of the this is the juicy
2: time right exactly which brings us to some movie review catch up and we
1: will start
2: with fantastic beasts and where to find them
1: you've known for 24 hours that an unregistered wizard set magical beasts loose in new york yes where is this man
0: Up. you're the guy with the case full of monsters, huh?
2: He was Travis Fust. All right, what did you guys think? You want to start? You want me to start? Go for it. You never start. Uh, I feel bad. I'm going to say Fantastic Beasts was, um, really good. I can't really quite good? go with loved it, but I, I definitely liked it a lot. All I right. really enjoyed it. What about you guys?
3: I um, I'm right in between, liked it and really liked it. So I. I really enjoyed it, I'll say. But at the same time I had a lot of problems with it though. Sure, what about you, Andrew?
0: I'm going to go with it was okay. Just kind of mediocre for it's you. Meh. See, sometimes
3: yeah. I'm I'm there too, so.
0: Uh here here's another question. How are you guys with the Harry Potter universe?
2: See, this is what I said this is what I said in my review too. I think I'm becoming a real fan of the idea of expanded universes. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of carrying on a property by telling completely different stories. True. And there's something beautiful about going back to the world of Harry Potter and having nothing to do with Harry Potter. I love that. I love that we're mm-hmm. getting new characters and you know, I mean, you know, I think there's a mention of Dumbledore yeah. in there somewhere. You, yeah. you know, it's it's obviously the same universe. But I just I'm I'm really liking this uh, this way to do sequels.
3: See, I'm I'm a bit mixed on the idea. One, um, I would have liked this movie for what it is if they were going the anthology route. I think that would be the really cool route. You know, the way that people have been doing anthologies on Netflix and stuff like that, and uh, the way that Star Wars is doing. It. Yeah, they're doing anthology movies, but they're doing. Year, yeah. But they said they're doing for this one. They're doing like more Fantastic Beasts ones. And I would see this better. Is that what they said? They're gonna do five Five of them. And it's like I would see this better as a one-off, and then let's get another anthology maybe in the future or something like that. You know, kind of switch it up so that way we see different angles of uh, the Harry Potter universe. We
0: probably will. We're just going to get five of each one. So. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> well, welcome to the new world of expanded right. universes. But I but I agree with you. I would much more prefer to see
2: another story from yeah. the Harry Potter universe than to see Fantastic Beasts 2. Now, I, I did enjoy it, so I, I'm looking forward to getting back into it and let's just start here mainly because uh i think eddie redmayne is amazing in this movie eddie redmayne i love
3: is, he's so enjoyable his
2: character i i completely fell in love with kind of the you know he's he's really introverted and awkward and yet he's so full of joy you know what and, i
3: thought of with his character he is the wizard steve Irwin. Yeah, if you really think about it, <laughs> that's and it's right. kind of cool though. Like he is a very likable character. Eddie Redmayne is a fantastic actor. I'll I watch him in anything, and um, they they even had a very uh, small character traits about him that I just really enjoyed.
0: Not me. Wasn't a fan of his performance. Really? What didn't you like about it? So you were talking about him being introverted and awkward. That yeah. came across to me in a negative way, because I wanted a very uh confident because with i know it's probably not you know i like i said i'm not knowledgeable about the story about this person so he might be introverted and stuff but that's pretty much the exact same thing that harry potter was i wanted a confident you know like doesn't matter what you throw at me i wanted that kind of character Mm. And I was like, well, I've seen this character I before think, well, see, but, in this universe already. Go ahead, Devon. What were you going to say?
2: Um,
3: I, I disagree. I think that we did kind of get that from this character. You know, we get these scenes of him making these escapes and like knowing exactly what to do for each beast the way that because um, I just really believed it, that he really cared for these beasts. And he really was very knowledgeable. He was very smart. And uh, he showed it time and time again, so I, I disagree. Yeah, well, I think that's what I was going to say as well. He's introverted
0: and awkward around people. Mm-hmm. Well, but but the difference
2: between him and Potter, if you're looking for a difference, at least as far as I'm concerned, and kind of what you were talking about, Devon, is Potter was learning everything. He didn't know anything. So he was not only a bit awkward and shy. And had a lot was, of help. He was also unknowledgeable. And didn't, whereas I think this character's confidence comes from the fact Oh, he knows what he's talking about. Like, he totally gets these animals and how to use them. He's just not good around people, which I think is a little bit different kind of than what, what Potter was. And yeah. and I, I enjoy that because, like, when yeah. he's with the animals and doing stuff with the animals, oh, so he's, cool. he's a whole different person. That's what I yeah. talk about with, like, the joy that he has in, you know, kind of understanding that world. Yeah. So uh, that's the other thing I liked were the animals. I just yeah. love the imagination put into you know, what they
3: looked like, that was what a they pro did. For me. Yeah. The special effects in general. I, um, I, I've heard people say that there's CGI mistakes in it. I didn't notice any. I thought the effects were like fan, like fantastic. Literally um, just um, that's always been a pro of the Harry Potter universe. And, you know, seeing it more updated with technology. Now um, these new effects were fantastic. Yeah. And I think it, whereas like, I always love the imagination
2: of the Harry Potter books and it came to like spells and you know that kind of stuff and so it's kind of shifted over to the animals in this one and I I, I really kind of enjoyed that. What
0: what else did you like, Andrew? So, if you said
2: you're kind of mixed, there certainly were some things that you enjoyed.
0: Yeah, um the performance that was given by I'm trying to remember his name but his companion, Jared Fogle. Jared Fogle was great. I oh, really yeah. liked him. He was probably my favorite part of the whole movie cuz every single time he was on screen, it it, it was infectious his his just demeanor—it just made you smile whenever he yeah. was smiling. He
2: embodied how you do comic relief in a movie. And who's the audience? Uh, exactly, he was yeah. our surrogate. He was hilarious, and and he, not only was he hilarious, but he was authentic. Yeah. like in that in that way, when there was emotion. Even with the Comic Relief character, it felt real. Yeah. You know, it didn't feel like, you know, it wasn't earned. So I, I totally agree.
3: I think they were, they did something really smart with his character in terms of writing because um, his character, you know, like I said, he was the audience. So all the exposition, you know, that was directed towards us, they would integrate it with his character because, you know, you need exposition in a movie with a new world and new setting and new characters but there's a boring way to do exposition, and then there's an entertaining way. And they did it in a very comedic, entertaining way. Yeah, I thought so as well. well let's, we can go ahead
2: and get into the, the negatives a little bit. And Devon, yeah. unless you have anything else you wanted to say on the positive side? Uh, no,
0: I, I'm ready to complain about it a little bit, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just real quick, uh, I really did enjoy uh, the representation of 1920s New York. I thought that was a really interesting yeah, environment. Interesting. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, I loved that we were in the U.S., yeah. you know for a Harry Potter universe movie i thought that was cool to see the different the differences in the way the magic um community acted in the united states versus england i thought that was really interesting mm-hmm. and so and also you know yeah. to be in the past and kind of see you know how the magic community acted in the past i thought that was good the setting was good for yeah. sure um who wants to start us off with something well how about you anderson okay. since you
0: liked it the least really bad pacing for me okay it would go from really, it would, like, rush through certain things. I'm like, well, I really would like to go back and understand what you just tried to show me, and I thought to myself, well, maybe there'll just they'll be a big payoff at the end of the movie, and then it'll explain everything. And for me, it didn't, and then there were really low lows where it was like, oh, man, this movie's just kind of dragging on, and then there was no, like, smooth transition back to the high pace. It would just hit you again really quick. Well, I, you,
2: you can't have a movie about Fantastic Beasts, without a little bit of dragon. Oh, my God. oh yeah. That, was a good that just one. happened. That was a Clear good the room. One.
3: That was a good one. <laughs> what
2: were you going to say, Devon?
3: Um, yeah, no, I I agree. And um, a comparison that I'll use for this on um, kind of the pacing issue is, you know, take the uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. It had this task of, you know, bringing the nostalgia, but introducing new things. I think they balanced that perfectly. With Fantastic Beasts, you kind of have the same thing. You got to reintroduce people, into the Harry Potter universe, but at the same time, give us some new stuff. And uh, sometimes they would kind of lack in one department or the other. Mm. So I can see uh, the pacing issues as well. I don't know that I felt
2: it like you, but I. But when you're talking about it, I do understand that. I can kind of remember that. I didn't feel it during the movie, I think, because I was uh, more in, in awe of, you know, a lot of the imagination. The those spectacle, kind of The yeah. spectacle of it. Uh, I didn't Which feel didn't it make up much. for it. I, I felt like, uh, at least for me, it did. My main thing, I felt like... And this is a, this is kind of a small one because I actually really love the themes and message of this movie. Uh, there's a beautiful, I think, message here about you know not hiding who you are. Mm-hmm. But I felt like the metaphors. In this movie, were a bit on the nose. Like the characters exactly. over-explained them. They made sure we understand. Okay, we're kind of talking about wizards here, but we're also talking about other things.
0: The you know, social justice yeah. overhandedness in this yeah. movie was really laid on
2: heavy. I, I, that's one thing I felt. And um, and again, I like the themes. I like the messages, and I don't mind a good metaphor. But you have to let the audience figure that stuff out instead of spoon feeding it to them. In my opinion, and I felt like totally it was agree. a little bit of spoon. Spoon fed in that yeah. way. Yeah. Um
3: at the same time, that's a one of my biggest issues was is um they kind of would gloss over, you know, certain things that they were introducing because they kind of take for granted like people are watching Harry Potter, so we're gonna be like, Oh, this is still somewhat familiar, so here's this and you kinda have to just take and be like, Okay, sure. And my biggest thing was um, I guess this might be more spoiler talk later, but the the main monster of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do know what the name
2: of it is. I can, Yeah, I can see no, that yeah. as well. What else? One uh, last thing. Because that was, well, that was, I mean, if you have any other things you didn't like that you want to bring up, you can. Or we can go on to one last thing.
0: So uh, my one last thing, well, I guess, will be a negative then. I did not really buy the chemistry between Eddie Redmayne and, uh, how do you say her?
3: I'm not sure. Uh, I don't even know who the actress is. I know is. the character's name was Goldstein. Yeah. That was her name, but uh, I don't yeah, know the Tina. actresses.
0: Catherine Waterson.
2: Yeah,
3: I did not
0: buy the chemistry between Agreed. those two. Agreed. Yeah,
3: I can I can agree with that. My one last thing is something uh, really random about this movie that knows. Noticed. You notice there was a lot of characters crying throughout this movie. <laughs> if you, yeah. there were a lot of so crying so scenes, emotion. and it started bothering me towards the end, I was like, man. I was like, because like you said, I never bought the chemistry. Yeah. So I thought it was just way over the top, dramatic, and I was just like, man, there is so much. I won't, I won't
2: spoil anything <laughs> but one of the tear scenes did get me and it was like on an emotional level on an, emo- on an emotional level it was it was the other relationship the one that i actually did buy into a little bit more I, their their relationship yeah. got them, I have, so. yes, yeah. yes
3: yes theirs was great yes, yeah theirs I wish, was
0: good man i wish that that kind of emotion would have transitioned over to the main one we're supposed to be focused. yeah, yeah on. totally that Just, was that was a really that, cool if oh, they yeah. would have done that 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 would have made this movie so much better for me anyway.
2: My one last thing is, uh, and I'm curious to hear if, if you guys kind of felt the same way. I thought this movie, as fun as it was and as imaginative as it was was possibly the darkest Potter movie yet. Like some yes. of these scenes
3: With were the, almost horror. What scenes. was the group the the Second Salem? Yeah. Yeah, that was they were like wizard nazis. Yeah, at like, some point kinda. I thought <laughs> did we go
2: from a Harry Potter movie to like, you know, the Vavitch? The, yeah. the Witch, you it know, was, like
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a I guess if I can chime in one more gripe. V-V-V. They <laughs> they underused Ezra Miller big time cuz he's a very yeah. talented actor and yeah. his performance was just head scratching (laughs) yeah i think that the uh
0: the villains in this movie just in general were underused yeah you didn't have time to understand everything about them
2: they yeah and there's also we didn't even talk about well again because we aren't doing spoilers but you know there's you know a little bit of a twist at the end as there often is in in movies
3: i'm i'm really excited to talk about that though all right
2: we'll talk about that in spoilers for sure but uh overall uh, I think sounds like Devon and I liked it enough to give it a recommend.
3: Yeah, I I'd give it a recommend. I mean, because you're you're back in the Potter universe and you really feel it. So, I, it's definitely a recommendation.
0: What about you, Andrew? Would you recommend it for somebody? I would say that if you're a Potter Harry Potter fan, I would really recommend it because it does feel like a Harry Potter movie. For me, I'm always been lukewarm on the franchise in general, so mm. that's for me. I've only seen every single movie once, and I had no really? I've desi- had no desire to go and see the other ones. I know I'm in the minority on that because it's like one of the biggest franchises of all time but uh, yeah uh, there are definitely parts in this movie that I would find entertaining and I think that they are worth actually going to the theater to see
2: there you go on to our
0: next one let's talk about The Arrival just Arrival
2: I mean Arrival there you go thanks there are days that define your story beyond your life (laughs)
3: Oh man, I'm real excited to talk this movie well,
2: Let's dig in I know This is the one I'm the most excited. excited to talk about Let's dig in, I'm just gonna go straight out and say it This is
0: as much of a love it as I've had this year uh,
2: yeah.
3: I loved this movie Yeah, Loved this movie, it's so good
0: Not only did I really like it, not only did I love it Not only did I really love it, it is now my number one movie of the year And it has broke my top 100 movies of all time
2: Ooh, yeah. It is my favorite movie of the year so far as well um, what made this movie so good? Denis Villeneuve yes. <laughs> Yeah, for v- real Villeneuve Denny Villeneuve Villeneuve. V- Villeneuve? Yeah Villeneuve because Villeneuve I don't know Yeah I tried
3: <laughs> um i think i'm on the lowest end of loved it but i did still love it this is my number three of the year um still that's a five not star. Shabby. that's not I, shabby. D- I do have some nitpicks in there but man this is this is one of those movies it's the reason you go to the movies i like, agree having mm-hmm. I totally those reactions agree. in the theaters with people and you felt it oh my goodness it's so good i totally
2: agree this this is the movie this is the kind of movie because of the way it's put together, the way it trusts the audience, the ideas that it's dealing with, all of that stuff together is just the kind of movie that hits me in like the perfect sweet spot. Because my brain is always engaged by something. There's, mm-hmm. you
3: know, there's yeah. a moment, and we'll have to talk about it in spoilers. Oh my but there's, goodness, there's so but,
2: much we can't say until yes, spoilers. About but there's this a, movie. a
3: moment yeah. in this movie that um, I managed to avoid the trailer for this movie because I want to, you know, keep my expectations even. I didn't want the hype monster to get me. I didn't want to be disappointed. At one point in the movie, I started to doubt it. I was like, I think I might be doubting the hype. And then, bam, it hit me and things started clicking. And it was so satisfying. The most satisfying third act of a movie I've seen this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, let's see if we can, because
2: I actually think this may be our shortest review in the podcast, because really, in order to really talk about this movie, we have to go into spoilers to talk about the reasons we loved it so much. But is there, are there things we can talk about outside of spoilers about why we loved it? I can give an overall outlook
0: on it. So, I think that the big thing that you can take away from this movie is that the main theme of it is understanding. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Understanding one another and The differences between each other as humans are not all that different. And whenever you realize that, you can come together to do some phenomenal things. There was a podcast that came out last year. It wasn't a talking head podcast like this. It was an actual audio theatrical podcast. It was called The Message. Right. Really, really similar to this movie. The basic synopsis is a group of people, and this is for The Message, not Arrival, But a group of people are tasked with deciphering a message that was given to them by extraterrestrials, and they have to find out what the message is trying to tell them. And whenever they get together, you find out how people break down language, how people break down mannerisms and stuff like that to try and find out the true meaning behind what somebody's trying to convey. A lot of that is transferred over into this movie Arrival, and man... Is it just made that much more powerful whenever you actually have an, a visual aspect to it as well?
2: And I will say it's made that much more powerful by where we find ourselves in our culture too, right now, coming through the election and yes. trying to understand each other. And you, you know, it's, th- it's 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 a really important thing for all of us to learn.
0: Do you think this movie would has been would have been as powerful it had to come out? In a different time. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I think the movie stands. The impact yeah. is on relevant. its own two feet. I ag- I agree, but the reason you you saying that made me question that. So you think it would? Okay. I think
2: it just adds an element to it. I think it adds just no, another yeah. level of re- resonance to it. But I think it stands on its own two feet. I guess we can also talk uh, without going into spoilers about the performances. Uh, specifically, Amy Adams, Amy Adams it. who carries this movie, I
3: think that she has an award coming her way for I, this movie. I, she, I, 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 I can't imagine
2: so. she won't be nominated at least. I feel um, like
3: Amy Adams is she's one of those forget like forgotten actresses because everybody talks about you know the Charlize Theron's, the Emily Blunt's. It's like Amy Adams is consistently so good in everything she does. Well, I
0: don't think that she's forgotten because every single time that a movie comes out, a big movie comes out for her, she's always nominated. I think that she's That's one of true. The greatest actresses in Hollywood. Oh, definitely. And uh yeah, I was really
2: impressed by her performance and not just her performance, but the type of of job she's given in this movie is not a type of job oh, that a lot of no. women are given in yeah. film and I was so glad to see a woman be front and center and carry a movie like this. I I thought she just she handled it wonderfully. That's, I thought it was great.
3: Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like her performance is by far the strongest. I mean, and I'd say acting wise, she's the only one that stands out for me. Like Forrest Whitaker does, you know, what he usually does. Jeremy mm-hmm. Renner. He was actually does something a, a cool negative too. part for me. Yeah. You didn't like Renner? Whitaker. No, Whitaker. Oh, Renner's a negative part for me. But uh, Amy Adams, like you said, she was front and center. She carried this movie and what she had to do emotionally, you know, for the twists and turns of this movie. Is just, uh, yeah, like you said, not something that every actress can do. Yeah. Totally agree. And I it, gave the movie a 9.6 out of 10. It's the closest
0: I've given to a 10 this year.
3: I give it an a, yeah. So I gave it a 9.2, 9.2.
0: Yeah. Um, honestly, there's only a couple movies I see in the future that are coming out this year that could potentially knock this off. Maybe only <coughs> <Lala one>. Land. Walla <laughs> Land is the only movie I can think of I really that has so. the potential to knock off Arrival for me. It's the number one, but, uh, But you know what the beauty is? You don't know that. You don't know know until
2: you watch it. Like, would you have said that about arrival?
0: You know, would you I told you that it was my most anticipated movie of the year, Arrival, and that I was super excited. But you wouldn't
2: have known for sure that it was going to be your number one. No,
0: not at all. Right. Right, Not at all.
2: Yeah, Uh, I, I the other thing I guess I can say without spoiling is I think I really have a lot of respect for a movie that takes a fresh approach to science fiction, and we've—I mean, we've seen things like this. I think Contact is a great example of you mm-hmm. know a movie that tried to do this, didn't do it quite as well Our as Close Arrival. Encounters. Yeah, or Close yeah. Encounters is another great example. You know, movies have done this before, but what I mean by that by fresh is everything in this movie was thought through, mm-hmm. seemingly completely. Because I felt like I walked away understanding the reality of that world. Yes, they didn't shy, they didn't yada yada much. You no. know, there was they they were brave enough and courageous enough to say, OK, to show you how things work, you know, in in that universe.
3: It's a it's a testament to the directing of Villeneuve in this movie, because he is uh, in this movie. This is kind of one of those movies where the director is almost the star of the movie as well. And uh, if you've seen most of his other movies, this is easily his most hopeful movie but then it's also a hopeful, hopeful movie yeah <laughs> but it's also very hopeful for alien movies too cuz usually you have the negative connotation mm-hmm. you know we'll get more into that spoiler territory but it's just a very yeah the way, the freshness of it the approach they took this may be
0: really risky to say but i think besides star wars this is the greatest movie that has aliens in it
2: wow that's a lot I'll of movies i agree with that i really I- think i'll agree
0: can you think I of would,
2: anything? I would need some more time, but and, um, it, it's definitely a, a great movie.
0: Yeah, like I think it's better than District Nine, which mm-hmm. a lot of people say is like besides Star what Wars, about, the
2: greatest. What about DreamWorks uh, animated? hit Monsters versus Aliens. That's not up there for you. Oh, man, I forgot.
0: <laughs> it has James Bond and Han Solo. Uh, let's save
2: the rest for spoilers. There's a lot more yeah. to talk about, but okay. uh, we'll save it for the spoiler cast, uh, which will uh, follow this podcast in your podcast feed, which means we're moving on to Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. I
0: always dreamed about being a doctor, but uh
1: didn't get much school.
0: I can't stay here while all them go fight for me.
1: Would you figure this war is just going to fit in with your ideas?
0: While everybody else is taking life, I'm going to be saving it. And that's going to be my way to serve. So Mel
2: Gibson's back. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Here's how you know a Mel Gibson movie. Okay, <laughs> Moral fortitude. Mm-hmm. A hero who is willing to sacrifice their life. Yeah. And yeah. lots and lots of blood. And that's, lots yeah, that's, of that's blood. That's pretty much what you got. You got a Mel Gibson movie. And this movie is... No different. Uh, A true story about a guy named, uh, what is it, Doss? Yeah, Yeah. Private Dawson. Yeah. um, He Desmond Doss. Yeah, Desmond Desmond. Doss. There we go. Desmond Doss went to war as a pacifist. Conscientious
0: objector. And
2: I should say conscientious objector, but yet went to war, but said he would never hold a gun and was a medic on the field and saved, I think, 75 people. Yeah. Uh, by himself an incredible true story and uh, i guess i'll just start and say uh, i really like this i think i might even say i loved this movie uh mel gibson is just such a great filmmaker and uh and i just i i thought it was incredible yeah
3: um i really liked it um you know we were talking in pre-show i'm not a big war movie guy but this movie is it's a character study and i uh, kind of like andrew you said about full Mel jacket how it's two different movies this movie is almost two different movies you have the the uh story of dos and the boot camp half and then you have mm-hmm. the actual war half and um yeah and regardless how you feel about mel gibson as a person you know you gotta respect him as a director The not the guy knows how to make movies and uh, i think i think garfield has an outside shot at getting a nomination for it i loved his performance In this, this. is one of the most well acted across the board for me uh vince vaughn was in uh very good performance. Luke Bracey, a really good performance. I, if if you see a nomination for, and we haven't even gotten
2: to Andrew's overall take yet. No, uh, that's true. I, I liked.
0: I'm between liked it and really liked okay, it.
2: Okay, good, good. Uh, the father in this movie, his oh, performance. Oh,
3: yeah. um, Yes, Hugh, I don't um,
0: know the actor's name, Mr. Anderson. That's um, Agent Smith. That's Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. There we you go. know how
2: amazing his performance was? I just realized that's Hugo Weaving. It's I so did good. Not, really? Like I was so like, good. I mean, I, of course, when I'm watching it, I could have probably picked that out. But in yeah. hindsight, I'm like, no, you know, it's just Hugo such a, Weaving, Mr.
3: He's Agent one of Smith. The, he's one oh. of the most underrated actors that I can think of because I I really started thinking about his filmography. Like he's done some amazing work, and this yeah, is Beaver easily Vendetta. his best. <laughs> Yeah, this is easily his best performance. Like, mm, no. I think so. No, v V is his best I'm performance. I'm not
0: a fan of that movie, really. Well then you're wrong. <laughs> but uh boys, I'll boys. take it. I'll take it. <laughs>
1: no, I'm joking.
0: But um uh so positives for me, I would say that it took a while for this movie to get going for me. I agree but with that. once that's my na- that's my one negative, by the way. Um because once it actually gets to the actual war, that's when I actually felt this is the Mel Gibson that I know, mm-hmm. and it makes me sad, and I, it kind of sounds like a negative now that I'm saying it, but he doesn't know how to s- film a love story. I would disagree with that. I just I think he knows how to it, film a,
2: a certain type of love story that maybe doesn't appeal to you. It it's seemed
0: a, really cheesy, yes,
2: and yes. it just it's, unbelievable. Um, it's, it's <clears throat> oh, what's it? Uh, uh, the name slipped me when something's over the top. Uh, melodramatic Campy? oh melodramatic. It's, it's he he when he you look at Braveheart the love story in that is uber cheesy and yeah. melodramatic True. and that's how but there's something kind of beautiful about that if you can see it through his lens you know kind mm-hmm. of the you know the picture that he's painting but I agree with you I understand what you're but saying
0: it, for me it felt like the movie was directed by two different people mm. like once mm. it actually got to the war and like the movie took, like, the darkest turn I've ever seen a movie take, and it was so brutal and realistic. That felt like a Mel Gibson movie to me. When it was the other stuff, I'm like, I don't know who directed this. It It's not the same person.
3: I had a pacing issue as well, but in different spots. Like, me, personally, uh, like I said, I with character studies, I'll watch a long movie. Like, I feel like they could have added another 30 minutes to this movie. I will have watched a two-and-a-half-hour movie of this because... I feel like they started giving you just enough about his childhood, seeing him and his brother and his dad. And then and then you get the love story, which I feel like they could have went into a little bit more. Teresa Palmer and what scene she was in, she was really good. Yeah. I felt like we could have got a little bit more of that. Like I would have watched another 30 minutes of this movie because it slows down a little bit for me when they first get to the war because there's a good 20, 25 minutes without Doss in it. And that took a lull. And then once he comes back in, the movie picks back up and finishes really strong.
2: I, yeah, I, my pacing stuff was more towards the beginning, kind of getting to the action. However, I say that, and I don't know what I would have taken out. Because some of that, uh, the love story stuff, is essential for Doss' character. Yeah. Like his, his kind of bright-eyed, naive you know, mm-hmm. way to look at the world. And the, the growing up stuff is certainly essential for the emotion of some of the things that happen later on and, you know, with his father and understanding that dynamic and who they are. So I don't know what I would have taken out, but maybe there's a way See, to kind of tighten it up a little have, more. I wouldn't yeah. have
3: taken anything out. I would have just added to it. Is it, it the like training? I, said, I, I would have watched a little bit more. I, I like the boot camp. Yeah, I well. like the boot camp stuff, too. I really like the boot camp stuff.
0: I think it was him and Teresa. Like their chemistry together was great. I just don't think it was really well written. It kind of had that old, you know, 1940s mentality, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's supposed to. Falling in love Falling at first in sight. Love at first sight. Just I'm going to marry this girl, yep. you know. <laughs> I'm like, I think that's what, you know, because we can't relate to that because we weren't around during that time whenever that's how <laughs> things actually happened
2: now maybe maybe it is because i'm the oldest in here but that's actually how that's my a... relationship with my wife happened so i'm gonna
0: marry that girl what well, in fact did the you day even have I, that accent
2: the day i met her <laughs> i i put on a southern drawl and i went to my mom and okay except for the southern drawl this is actually true uh, i went to my mom and i said that's the kind of girl i want to marry someday i was in seventh grade i just and uh, uh and we ended up getting married so
0: she was your middle school or high school sweetheart we
2: didn't start dating till my junior year of high school oh. but um oh, wow. but yeah i always thought she was awesome she had a, a boyfriend from you know like eighth grade to you know her her, so I and then other, he
0: went off to I, war. I, I had other <laughs> I had other girlfriend
2: placeholders until you know she had probably <laughs> broken up with. Him. 320 <laughs> letters every day. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that kind of stuff you know like resonates with me a a, a little deeper, no. a little better because you know I know that that can happen. I know that that's you know real for some people.
0: As you know, Andrew doesn't believe in love. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I think it resonates. I just watched uh, Goodwill Hunting for the first time the other day, and I got to see about a girl. Yeah. So I, yeah.
2: I, I can believe it, you know. Yeah, it's gotta be that Southern that Southern draw.
0: <laughs> but he was from Boston. That's true. That's not southern at <laughs> I'm all. That's like, just uh what else do we
2: what <laughs> we I want to talk a little more about Garfield's performance if I can, because yeah, yeah. I think it has a high level of difficulty. Yeah. Because he's kind of half Gomer Pyle and like half William Wallace.
3: You know what I mean? Like there's like this weird. It's a very, Gomer Wallace. It's yeah. a very complex performance for sure, and then you know, and most of it in the second half was a lot of physical acting, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just him and his actions, his facial expressions, the um, please God, let me get one more. Like, mm-hmm. that got me. Like, Andrew really brought it in this film. Uh, I loved him in 99 Homes last year. I don't know if you, either one of you guys caught that. No. But, yeah. Um, no, I loved 99 Homes. Yeah. I thought that was Garfield great. is fantastic. So, yeah. And this movie, like I said, it rests on his back. And in the scenes that he wasn't in, that's when it started to slow down for mm. me a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any other
2: negatives other than the pacing felt a little slow to me to, at the beginning, but what about you guys? Do you have anything else that stood out to you?
0: Uh, um, I like th- I like the fact that there are only two American actors in this movie. The rest of them are Australian. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That and all interesting. their accents held up. Yeah. And that's, that's what I was going to say, like, would you have known that Vince Vaughn and Andrew Garfield, well, like, technically he's, he was born in LA, but he was raised in England. So they're the only two "quote unquote" Americans. Every single other person in this movie is Australian. So I would have all
2: the never a- have known that.
0: All
3: the all the accents and stuff. I thought they did a really well job. Yeah. One one shout out I want to give is for Vince Vaughn for his introductory scene when he, he comes great. in the bunker. That is one of my favorite scenes in a movie that I can think of in the past like ten years. It's such a good introduction to a oh, character. He's so good because every war movie has to have that classic, you know, yep. stern drill sergeant scene. And yeah. he brought it. It was so funny. Yeah. the art. But he didn't lose his sense of humor. Like, yeah. he didn't lose what Even makes in the him field. Vince Vaughn, yeah. you know? Even yeah. in the field, he was, like, still cracking jokes, like, with a bullet wound in his leg. Yeah. This is probably one of the best Vince Vaughn performances I've seen in a
0: really long time, if not the best
3: Vince Vaughn performance. This is a movie I feel like uh, the Oscars needs to add a best ensemble category, because I feel like just all across the board, this is so solidly acted for that's me.
2: A, that's a great point. We actually have, for Critics' Choice, we have a best ensemble category, and so I'll definitely be thinking of this one yeah. when we're doing our nominations and stuff, because you're absolutely right. There's so many good performances it's in very this. very strong. Um Yeah. Hugo Weaving, man. Yeah. Wow. So good. Yeah. Um, anything else? One more thing. I'm fine. Um. Yeah. No. I'm good.
3: I got I, about everything out.
2: I uh, I'm glad to see Mel Gibson back. I guess that's my one more thing. I'm just you know I'm glad it's been a it's been a hot minute since he's. I hear Bloodfather
3: is really good. Have either one of you guys seen it? Not mm-hmm. the best.
0: Not the best. Not the best.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't. What is? What are you talking about? It's uh, a Mel Gibson. It's an action movie, movie, right? Yeah.
0: But yeah. him trying to save his daughter from cartels Mm. so
2: like the movie ransom
0: yeah except (laughs) mel gibson was in it and you know you know the crazy mel gibson that we've all heard of you know Put that crazy Mel Gibson in a movie with a gun against you know some drug cartels. Is that, it a movie that came out this year? What? Yeah, like, yeah it came this, out this past year. Huh. I totally missed that. Yeah, you didn't miss much. <laughs> Good to know. I'll take but your word for it. I think that's. A, I think that's actually something we should mention is that I think that Mel Gibson is a decent actor, but when it comes to directing, he's one of the best. That's kind of the Ben Affleck it, thing too, right? Like,
3: yeah, he's, he's yeah. a great
2: actor, but he's an amazing director. Sure, sure. You yeah. know, And I think that's great. I, I love it that people can kind of find their niche that way. Because the same guy who
0: acted in Lethal Weapon is the same guy who directed Braveheart. <laughs> that's right. So just think of that.
2: And I'll just throw this out as well. Uh, on the um, Mel Gibson's lesser seen uh, movies, Apocalypto is an incredible film if you haven't seen it. One so. of the best.
0: Yeah, I the
3: think the think cinematography is phenomenal, but it's so boring for me. Not really, me. not me. It boring? Boor, it bores me. Apocalypto
2: to death. is boring. I know that's one of those movies I, I can't sit down. And watch. I know, like I can't catch my breath during that movie. I can't.
3: I can't do it. Wow. You know, I might just watch that one tonight out of spite. <laughs> We should watch it together and do a commentary.
0: Yeah, you know, there you go, there you go. Because technically, you could talk over that movie. It's all subtitled. That's right.
2: <laughs> that's the other thing I appreciate about Mel Gibson is he's his commitment to authenticity. You know, when like, it comes
0: to language, and yeah, stuff. yeah,
2: like Passion of the Christ was the same way. You know, it was all in Aramaic, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that's pretty cool stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I think this is a, a definite recommend for me if you can handle the the war gore, which uh, is there.
0: I oh, think it's that there. This, I think that this violent the war violence in this will. Rival Saving Private Ryan oh, as for far sure. as realism. It may even surmount it, like the Normandy scene. I think that mm-hmm. this might be even worse <laughs> or realistic, whatever word you want to use yeah. in your vernacular.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to uh, Buried Treasure. Okay. Let's, uh, let's finish up. What's that one thing in the area, any area of pop culture, that you want to make sure uh, people know exists? Right. Um,
3: I'll go first because I, I was really excited for mine. Get on. Um, I said in the pre show, I absolutely love Shia LaBeouf. He's one of my favorite people in the world. He is like literally the most interesting man in the world between his <laughs> his tweets and his performance pieces, his arts and everything. His Sia of music so videos. This past this past week, he was on Sway in the morning. It's a uh, hip hop radio show. Okay. And Shia yeah, LaBeouf stopped was. by to do Five Fingers of Death, and they give them five beats to freestyle over, and Shia LaBeouf freestyles. And people lost their minds. Do you, do you it's minds? such a good video. Shia LaBeouf, if if you're a fan or you just need to put a smile on your face today, watch this video. Don't want to say tweet much about it. That. Don't say
2: much
0: more
3: than that. I won't. I'll tweet about it.
2: Very nice. What about you, Andrew?
0: So I had to wait until 2 in the morning to actually get mine. It's one of my most anticipated series that was released last night on Amazon, and that is The Grand Tour. Since uh, Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond, and James May all left the BBC because Top Gear is no longer their baby, right. they had moved to Amazon for their new car uh, series called The Grand Tour. It's great, and I think Amazon say said that they've spent more money on this series than they have for anything else ever. Wow! And you can definitely tell the production value is what the BBC always dreamed they could do with Top Gear. And now they're actually making it a reality. Everything is 4K. They only used 4K cameras to film everything. So it's so beautiful and crisp. And then the CGI, whenever they're like, here's the internals of the car. And then they'll like dive into the, It's not like campy TV, you know, it looks so incredible. And I think the chemistry between those three guys is the funniest thing. There are parts where it does feel like top gear. And then there are other parts where it feels like something new and fresh. I love it. Very only, cool. only one episode out right now, but I can definitely tell it's going to be. And you be stayed great. up till
2: two o'clock in the morning to make sure you saw it.
0: Two, and then it's an hour and 15 minute show, so I went to bed about four.
2: Nice. So, yep, that's how what? I roll. Living the life of a pop culture junkie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> sleep doesn't matter.
0: Nah, sleep is for the week. What's that? Aaron.
2: Uh, mine is uh, a movie I just saw recently, but because we probably won't review it on this, I did want to make sure that people are aware how good it is. Uh, the Edge of Seventeen.
0: You both? Oh no, only you saw it. So
3: yeah, caught
2: no. me by surprise. Uh, man, is this movie good? I'm really excited. Can I remember I um, didn't like the trailer for it. it I'm is, glad it's good. It is a rated R teen drama comedy. And what's interesting about that is usually you would think more like Ronchcom when you get a rated R comedy, you know, like the neighbors or that kind of stuff. It's not Ronchcom. It's just realistic language from these teenagers. It's just, it's just it's just real for their lives. And Haley Steinfeld is mind blowing in this movie. What I mean, she's I she's hilarious yeah. and she's also uh, very moving. I, I was not ready for how moving this movie was i just i really had a good time the so. vibe
0: i got from the trailers was kind of a juno mixed with uh fast times at ridgemont high sort
2: oh this of thing. Mo- this movie is so much better than juno now
0: i didn't like juno as much
2: as oh, i, love as, juno. As I much like juno. most people i don't
3: love it i like it though
2: yeah i'm, I'm more in that camp like i kind of like juno but I, I i thought this was much better because the dialogue even though it's it's clever and interesting. Mm-hmm. It feels like it could have actually come out of the mouths of teenagers. You know what I mean? Like it does. Like Juno. Modern. Juno doesn't feel real to me at all. Like okay. nobody speaks like that. You know. It's kind of the the thing that people say about Sorkin movies. Sometimes, like yeah, nobody, nobody talks actually like talks this. like that. That's true. Um, yeah. but uh, what's funny is I don't have that same complaint with Sorkin movies. I just kind of buy into it. But under
0: um, two, it's an alternate reality.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I felt like this felt more authentic and and more real to me. And some of the stuff that uh, the. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen a brother sister relationship in a movie done this well.
3: Really, I, it's just—I love the guy that plays the brother, um, Blake Jenner.
2: Yeah, or, yeah. I think, I think you're right on his name. that. Yeah. So anyway, I just want to throw that out there. Again, it is rated R. Just you know, you know, understand you're not going into like ten things I hate about you or something, but it's yeah. you know, it's uh, definitely a moving film. So.
0: Well, I am super excited to see it, and I know Devon is as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go see it. Glad on Monday. to hear good things. Glad to hear good things.
2: Thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Pop is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other live and later shows on the network by following the feed at Mixler.com slash Studio DNA. That's mixl dot slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to today's guru, Devon. Woo! Thanks and for having live me back, back again. Uh, yeah, give us some uh, plugs where can people yeah, find what you're doing
3: yeah I got a lot of stuff coming Um, I've been you know like I said I've been revamping my YouTube channel my YouTube channel is Desus Live I uh, talk movies but also do uh, just some other random shenanigans uh, some rant videos you know lots of stuff going on but the latest I'll be adding a podcast my podcast will be debuting on Monday it's called Jesus Take the Wheel, and um, I will be talking with guests, and we'll be just talking about uh, our movies integrate into our life. We'll kind of pick a movie or a topic, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Did you get Carrie Underwood to do the theme song for the podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, no, I'm still I'm, I'm in a rights battle for that one. Okay, but, there you go. You know, nice. <laughs> but I, I think I'm going to win this one. Good. Um, very nice. What about
2: you, Andrew? You got anything uh, you want to let people know about happening uh, over at Flick Freaks.
3: We just passed
0: 30,000 subscribers. Bravo. So well done, my friend. I'm really happy about Congrats. that. We're working on something. It may change everything that we've done on our channel, but it is really far um, in the you know in the crockpot right now, as you would say. So whenever that happens... It's brewing. It's a brewing. I will definitely let everybody know. But yeah, head over to YouTube. Every single social media and YouTube at... Forward slash flick freaks.
2: Between the two of us, Andrew and I have over thirty thousand subscribers on YouTube. That's yeah,
0: awesome. <laughs> actually, we have over thirty-one thousand. That's right, there we go. do. Yeah, that's right, we do. Uh,
2: much love and gratitude, by the way, to our Patreon supporters for giving monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. Support starts at three bucks a month. Comes with some pretty fun perks, including the exclusive pre-show where today we did our best ever challenge on war movies. So if you want to hear that, uh, that's available for our support uh, supporters in your own exclusive podcast feed uh, that comes straight to you. You can find out more information at patreon.com slash studiodna. Also, please rate and comment at your podcast player of preference, especially if it's iTunes. They use that information to promote the show, and it'd be a huge boost if you could leave a comment. If there's anything else you want to say to us, any ideas for the show, any feedback, feel free to email us at feedback at cifpop.com.